The Bible, its history and compilation over many years, today on Rightly Dividing. Learning to navigate truth in a world of opinions. Teacher, Jacob Leger, and your host, Pastor Daniel Wright. Heart of Worship Church Media presents Rightly Dividing. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rightly Dividing, part three of three in our foundational series. I'm your host, Pastor Daniel Wright, and this is our co-host, Jacob Leger. How's it going, guys? Our teacher uh, from Heart of Worship Church. Today, we're going to be talking about the history of the Bible. Now, we've been saved uh, most of our lives, for sure, and we use the Bible as our source for truth. But today, we're going to be talking about its source content. How did it originate? Um, so very interesting on that. Remember it's a summarization as this is a 15 minute format to be true for every episode, because everything that we're going to talk about in episodes will be summarized, which is actually kind of geared towards the mindset of, I want you to go dig too. Right. See, we have to do our own digging, Jacob. That's right. right. We absolutely do. And we want to spark the interest in the listener or watcher, depending if you're on YouTube or podcast, Uh, to go and investigate it yourself. The Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's right. And on that, our next episode, we're going to be talking about tattoos and piercings. I've actually gotten, I'm not saying number one, but in the top five as a pastor and as a born-again Christian most of my life, the question is, is it okay for Christians to get tattoos? Is it okay for Christians to have piercings? Things like that. So we want you guys to uh, know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's right. And the truth is not our opinion. Amen. Our truth is the word of God. So let's see what the Bible has to say about that. And on the word of God, no matter how old it is, it will stand forever. Jacob, according to Isaiah 40, verse 8, the word of God will stand forever. It's uh, written by over 40 authors, inspired by God through the Holy Spirit to man. And uh, those authors are a powerful construct of revelation because these weren't Bible college professors. That's right. Well, it couldn't be Bible college professors writing the Bible, but neither here nor there. These aren't just kings. These are prophets. These are cave dwellers. These are fishermen, tax collectors. That's right. I mean, if you really think about uh, the, the compilation of authors and their background, it was true diversity. It was wall walks of life there. And what's awesome about having over 40 authors, and not only that, but over 1,500 years. It took a while took a while but the likelihood of them to be able to write all of those things without god's intervention for that long amount of time and it not to have a single contradiction in it (laughs) now that right there should prove the authenticity of the bible just from that that fact alone now talking about the bible now there are 66 books that would be considered a basic agreement of canon which actually came around the fifth century. As we know, the Bible didn't just come off a conveyor belt and it did. There we go. We got the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Right. These are centuries of Christians that have soaked in the word of God through the letters of the apostle Paul after the ascension of Christ. And it's of course his conversion and uh, apostleship to many churches. Uh, Peter himself, John, the revel- rel- revelator. <laughs> Always stumble on that, that word, but it it took centuries for us to finally come to a polished product because these all these churches are collecting all these letters. That's it, and then they're all reading them together, and then over time it became a 
a, an evolution, if you will, of the, the, the collection of these letters to come to its solid foundation, which would have right. been about the 5th century. That's right. Um, of course, there's the Apocrypha, which we're going to talk about in a, in a later episode. Part of uh, our episode today is going to be on the Apocrypha. Yeah, very briefly, we'll touch on it. Right, but we're going to have a whole separate episode just on the Apocrypha, so check that out as well. The word canonization, it originates from the Greek word meaning to rule or standard. So there's a standard to have it set to be considered the Bible. And within the Bible, we know that the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16. Yeah, it says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And also Amen. in 2 Peter 1, verses 20 and 21 state, Know this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved, moved by, by the, the Holy, holy Ghost. Ghost. That's right. That's the key words. And I like to say that men didn't write the Bible. That's right. That when, they, when the naysayers would say that, I'm like, actually, they didn't. They just dictated it. And that's it. Just like the lady in the courtroom. The stenographer. Do, do, do. That's the word, stenographer. I'll never remember that. But that fancy word, the stenographer. And the Holy Ghost is the one speaking. That's right. And uh, and there was obviously a test. So when you're talking about canonization, which means standard by the word canon in Greek, if I said it right. Yeah. Uh, three points. Very simply, three points. Number one, the reputation and the authoritative position of the author, which would have been most obvious that we can all agree with right. were you one of the original disciples of Jesus Christ who was God in the flesh and walked the face of the earth and taught us truth who said he is the way the truth and the life that's right if you're one of the 12 you would fall in a checkbox of that step one which would be uh, your reputation and authoritative source sure which could also include priests uh, prophets um, things of that uh, apostles uh, number two would be the relevance of content if if the if the text to which we are assessing as to whether or not this could be included in the canon of scripture would have to be content relevant to eternity, uh, to God, to, it couldn't just write on any, any old stuff, you know, like a uh, show and tell about right. my dog. It doesn't go in the scripture. Right, so right. obviously the relevance of content and third and lastly would be longevity, uh, from the apostle Paul in the new Testament as example, are they still reading it by the third century? Right. Are they still reading it by the fourth century? So longevity was the third and final test of that canonization. That's right. So we're going to touch on the our two main divisions of the Bible that we have today is the Old Testament and the New Testament. So the Old Testament, or as it was known back then, it would have been the Hebrew Bible. Or really, even before that, it would have just been a collection of scrolls, right? They didn't right. have bound books yet right. way back. So they were a collection of Jewish writings that tell from the creation of the world, the choosing of Israel as God's chosen people, the exile of the Israelite people for their disobedience, and the waiting for the Messiah. The Old Testament was written around 1450 B.C. to just before 400 B.C. Mm -hmm. The Hebrew Bible in, its, in the Jewish community is known as the Tanakh, which it is a, that's a Hebrew acronym for their three divisions of the Old Testament. Mm. So now the Hebrew Bible and our Old Testament, they have the same books, just they're slightly ordered a little differently. So we'll get into that breakdown real quick. The T in Tanakh stands for the Torah, which most people have heard of that word, 
Most people think it's associated with the law, which it includes the law, but it, that word really means it's more, more like, than that. It means instructions. That's a better gotcha. word for it. So that that's the five books of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. Which makes sense because if you're talking about the law, that would kind of isolate it mostly to Exodus 20. Right. Right. With the Ten Commandments or uh, specific uh, laws in Leviticus. That's right. But the instructions, like, for example, for the temple. That's it. That would also be yes, instructions exactly. to follow under the Torah. Definitely. The second division that they use is the, is the uh, Nevi'im, which in Hebrew that means prophets. They, uh, they include, we know them as the major and minor prophets. You have your majors, which is Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. The minors, I'm not going to list them all out. There's too many for right now. But in this, Some of them are like one page. Obadiah. Yes. Okay, right there. So really quick, go ahead and note that when you're talking about reading the Bible as a collection source, it's not as big as you might think because a lot of these books are only one page, yeah. two pages. Right. In fact, that would be fun to just go back and look and say, of all the books of the Bible, which books were less than three pages? That's right. There's quite a few. So it, it, not saying that that's something we should lean as, as a good thing. I'm just saying in the sense of, not feeling burdensome to say, I want to read the whole Bible. Right. Well, it's okay. Cause look at the book. It's there's many books that people read that are just as thick. That's it. That's it. Um, the third division that they have is the Ketuvim, which is the K in Tanakh. And it means writings. And that's where they include Psalms, Proverbs, Job. They even include Chronicles, which is actually their end of their, their Bible or the end of their old Testament, mm-hmm. if you will. And uh, as our normal, Old Testament that we have now, it ends on Malachi. So jump into the New Testament. It 400 was, years later. 400 years <laughs> later, that's right. It was being written around 35 AD to 95 AD. So a lot shorter time frame it w- was it written compared to mm. the Old Testament, right? Yeah, like a drop in the bucket compared <laughs> exactly. to Exactly. In 70 AD, during the writing of the New Testament, that's when the Second Temple was destroyed by the Romans. Mm-hmm. So all that was being written around this very powder keg situation going on over there at that time during the first century. Which is interesting to know that Jesus did prophesy. He did. Of that destruction of the temple. He really did. Down to the exact style of how it would be completely encircled because that was a strategy that the Romans used to take over cities. Mm. Um, the authors of the New Testament, they include... Most everybody knows is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They were writers of the gospel. Luke wrote Acts. John also wrote wrote, wrote epistles, and he wrote Revelation. Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Peter had his hand in a couple of epistles, and Jude had an epistle. So those are all, that's the quick breakdown of the New Testament as we have it now. Yeah, Jude would, and uh, even the Peters would be considered those short books. Yeah, quite short. Mm -hmm. So as... As Pastor Daniel mentioned earlier about the Apocrypha, we're going to touch briefly on it here. It is a topic of great debate great among debate. Sto- scholars and people today <laughs> of should it be included? Should it not be included? Right. Well, what about this? What about that? Right. So there's a lot of a lot of to t- a lot to talk about on that. But we're going to touch on it, like I said, briefly right here. So where did the Apocrypha come from? The word Apocrypha is a Greek word that means hidden. Mm. So we have the word Apocrypha. Apocalypse, which is actually what Revelation was called. Which we discussed on our last episode. Right, which means reveal. Yeah. So that's interesting how those two play there. Yeah, they're polar opposites. One is to be revealed, one is to be hidden. That's right. So they're books that were received by the early church as part of the Greek version of the Old Testament, the Septuagint. 
but they were not included in the Hebrew Bible because they were excluded from canon by non-Hellenistic Jews who did not accept the Greek version of the Old Testament. I know that was a lot. <laughs> we can slow that down and play that again. <laughs> right. Go back and change your speed there. Scrub on your YouTube. <laughs> but the, it was non-Hellenistic Jews. That were Jews who were not influenced. They refused to be influenced by the Greek, Greek occupation culture. that right. was in Israel during the 400 years before Jesus came on the scene. Mm. So that's, keep that in mind, though. But the, uh, the Old Testament had, had its apocrypha. And they were believed to have been written between 200 B.C. and 400 A.D. And this would come 200 years after the canonical Old Testament. And it was finished about 100 years after the start and influence of the Greek occupation. So that's something to keep in mind. It was after the Old Testament was finished that Mm -hmm. they started being written. And the New Testament had its share of Apocrypha. Which most people don't really, they may have heard of them, but they don't associate them with Apocrypha, but they actually are. Right. No, I wouldn't either. Just me personally, like the Book of Enoch, that's one of the most popular ones. Right. And uh, and to be honest, from what I've gathered, it seemed like you could validate a lot more than compared to most other Apocrypha books, yeah, which yeah. we'll talk about. Later. Sure. The, uh, the majority of the books were thought to have been written, we're talking about the New Testament Apocrypha here, they were thought to have been written in the second century AD. Mm. And at least two of them, were thought to have been written as late as the 5th century A.D. That was wow. after that the was, fall of Rome. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was way <laughs> down the line. Yeah. But that's just a quick touch on the Apocrypha so that we can give a little taste there because it's a very deep subject, highly debated, and that'll be an episode coming down the pipe. Yeah, so we're going to have to dedicate an entire episode just on the Apocrypha. because It's not it, more. Yeah, and it, there's a denomination that comes to mind that uses the Apocrypha in there as well, so... Uh, definitely that's going to be a topic for discussion on another day. But the bottom line, we want to summarize this as we come to a close, which would be that the word of God will stand forever. That's right. Uh, no matter what the definition that we might have to say, this is the Bible. Well, God has his definition. He authenticates and, and endorses what is considered his words. That's right. So on that note, like, share, and subscribe. Follow if you're watching us on a podcast platform. And if you have any suggestions or comments, uh, topics for suggestion, info at heartofworshipchurch.com. And our next episode, we're going to be talking about tattoos and piercings. So join us then. This concludes our foundational series on rightly dividing. Catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us this episode. For more information on our ministry or to contact us, please visit heartofworshipchurch.com.